This is Tuesday, March 28th. How can prayer restore our joy? How can our times of prayer change our perspective? We've been looking at this section of Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. We started yesterday and on Sunday. And what I failed to mention was that when Paul wrote this letter, he was in prison. Yes, this letter, brimming with joy, was written while he was in chains. How does that matter? Well, unlike our prison system today in this country, Roman prisons had no amenities. (laughs) They didn't even provide food for the prisoners. That meant that family members and friends had to show up with resources to care for those that they loved. And add to this, in a shame-based culture, to be in prison meant being ostracized, being rejected. And this would stick, this stigma would stick with you for a lifetime. Paul often speaks of the shame associated with his imprisonment. Now here's our text for today, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 5. Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, the Lord is near. Now the question today is how do we live in joy when our circumstances are not joyful? You see, the joy Paul speaks of here is not feigned or faked. It's not a denial of the circumstances he is in. Often we choose to avoid facing what we're going through, but prayer is not that. It is seeing, as we looked at yesterday, that the Lord is near. That is what we sense when we read Paul's letter. Yes, he may be in prison, but God isn't far away. He knows the Lord's presence. Yes, he may have need because he's in prison without provision, but he knows that he's not alone, that he's not been orphaned from God. Years ago, when I was taking a graduate course away from home, I struck up a friendship with a Korean pastor. He was a praying man. I remember first meeting him on a busy street, and right there he asked me to pray with him. It felt awkward at the time, and then he began to pray. And later, as our friendship grew, one day he asked me what my favorite passage of Scripture is. And I shared it with him. Then he volunteered his own. It was taken from this book, the letter to the Philippians, and here was his favorite passage. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. That's Philippians 1.12. Now, I had to admit, when he shared it with me, I was surprised. Really? How could that be your favorite verse, I thought? It didn't seem important to me. Actually, I'd read it many times, and it had never gotten my attention at all. But here's how. He shared with me the context for that verse. Here is what follows, verse 13 and 14. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. You see, Paul says, yeah, he's in prison, but there he also sees that God is working. The result has been that a number of things. 
First, those around Paul can see that the reason he's there is because of Jesus. They know that Jesus must be important if he would be willing to be in prison and bear the shame of his imprisonment just for sharing the message about him. They must wonder and want to know who this Jesus is. And second, the other believers, his brothers and sisters in Christ, have become even more bold in sharing Jesus as well. They have seen the sacrifice of Paul and his confidence in God, and they've become more confident themselves. Wow! Prison might look like the end for Paul, but there he is seeing how the Lord is using this moment to advance the gospel. Isn't that beautiful? And here was the icing on the cake. My Korean pastor friend then took me to the end of Paul's letter. Here's what it says. This is Philippians 2, verse 21 to 23. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Now, did you get that part about Caesar's household? Yes, some of the members of Caesar's own household have come to faith in Jesus as a result of Paul being in prison. We see these in-prison moments and we wonder, well, how could anything good come from them? We complain and lose our joy. But Paul has learned in prayer the nearness of God. This is how he's come to rejoice in prison. But the question is, can we? We may find ourselves in a disconcerting place, a trying place, a place where it would be quite easy to be discouraged. But knowing the Lord is near, the Lord is at work, makes all the difference. Okay, I have to tell you, I was embarrassed that I had told him my favorite verse. I found my Korean pastor friend's perspective a challenge for me and the way I see my circumstances and to learn to trust in God wherever I am. I believe we do not get there from trying hard to get to that place in our lives. I think it's born of prayer and seeing the love of Jesus and spending time before the face of God that changes our perspective of where we are. And our lives look different. They always look different when we see that the Lord is near. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you have drawn us to, to yourself we rejoice in the access we have to, to your throne, Father. Teach us peace from being with you and fill us with joy in your presence. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>